Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never, ever, 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 ever played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk about them sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What a year it's been, Trey. We are coming mm. up on one year of Amateur Hour. I, I'm i kind of feeling emotional. I don't know about you, but what yeah, a I've, journey. I, I'm, I'm only up inside. A, a little bit. Yeah. We, this We may cry. I mean, it's been a year of this podcast. I mean, this was... Pretty cool. This was a, something that we started back in, in undergrad, and we stopped, 20, started. 2018, right? 2018. And now yeah. it is almost 2022. Mm-hmm. And we are here. We have a product. We have I, listeners. We have content. Yeah, we were I, reborn like the phoenix. Like the phoenix. That It's all one big metaphor, man. <laughs> you got to understand we're all connected. But yeah. <laughs> so this we wanted to share with you guys. We wanted to extend our deepest, most sincere thank you for being a part of so-called journey with us, we wouldn't have a podcast without people to listen to it. I mean, I guess we could, you just kind of talk and just send it into the void, but it it would be a little (laughs) more pointless to post about it. If no one listened to it. Exactly. (laughs) And it it really means a lot that we have you guys listening to us, you know, once a month, every week, once a year, even if you tuned in for one episode, I mean, thank you. It really, really means a lot. Part of the journey. And, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, this is this helps keep me sane. This mm-hmm. is one of the favorite parts of my week. And it's really cool that we've built something that people want to listen to. So yeah. from the bottom of my heart, and Treyas, from the bottom of yours as well. Yeah. Thank from the you. heart of my bottom. <laughs> from the heart of my bottom. Thank <laughs> you very much. Anyway, we have prepared a, a few minute uh segment just of some of our favorite bits. So without further ado, please listen to this montage over non-copyrighted emotional music. Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour. This is kind of my spicy pick, and I think the Kings could make eight this year. Ow. Now, I just want to test right now if Bounty is really that absorbent, because I don't think it is. Yeah, I might shave my head, dye it white, and put in extensions. And if that happens... I will get Zion tattooed on the bottom of my foot. We have a very, very special guest on our show with us today. Like, look, I'm really a middle linebacker. I don't know what I'm doing out here at Will. Brady like, <laughs> is great with grapes, and he eats me. Hard to go from being that guy and having that mentality to taking a step back. He had all the issues in the bubble, and then he turned it up a notch, but the other way. Without further ado, let's dive right in. Let's get the good vibes rolling and get into the weekly highs. And my personal weekly high is that I got a haircut. You've turned into Animal Rescue, dude. You're gonna, maybe you can get yourself like a Discovery show or something. Ladies, I am all for being a stay-at-home dad. Mm. (laughs) I wonder if these atoms can make a gun. (laughs) Like, wow. Treyas, bring us to those lows. I'm telling you right now, if you don't do anything by year three, I'm gone. Where is this man? How many years can the same team be run back. Zion Williamson and his family are not happy 
with the New Orleans Pelicans for not putting pieces around Zaya. I'd like to take a moment to apologize to absolutely no one. No one. <laughs> I'm just gonna give you a moment of silence just to, I'm gonna say it one more time. Uh, we like the kid. I'm gonna be on that, on that train. It was historic football. 30 seconds later. <laughs> that's a, that's a meaty girl. Amateur hour. What are they selling? <laughs> <laughs> the Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace. Wow. Shrey, <laughs> I... I mean... Uh, <laughs> wow. That got me a little emotional. But like we said, what a year it's been. Yeah. Uh, Shrey, what are your what are your thoughts? How do you feel? You feel good, bad? No, I feel like just from where we started, you know, our first real episode of this kind of rebirth that we went through when you you asked me out of nowhere, "Hey, you want to start up that podcast?" and let, you know, let's make it official this time. And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." From where we started from that point when it was just kind of like a a figment and like, oh, "Okay, will we do it? How are we going to do it?" to where we are now like a year later and i like how the timeline was january so now every year around this time when you know people are already going through this like reminiscing period we have like a full year of product to also reminisce on which i think is pretty cool um yeah we've gone over a lot of great topics over the over the past year uh it's been a whirlwind of a year in sports too so you know over the past two years, we've gone through a lot of, you know, craziness in the world in terms of just life. And, you know, that is only a subsector of what, like, sports is only a subsector of that. And so it's weird to see kind of those worlds collide in that, like, anything that, like, we're going through, the sports world is also going through. Right. And so... But sports is also a great escape, you know? Like, it, yeah. allows, it allows people to... to get away from the craziness that's going on. I mean, hey, why did the ancient Greeks create theater? Because they were at war all the time. Mm-hmm. Everybody was freaking out, and they're like, hey, let's uh, do something to uh, give you a little bit of joy for like three hours, and then you can go back home and you can stress then, but just, yeah. just come hang out with us. And so I feel like that's kind of, I agree with what we're doing here. I mean, the, the COVID craziness, everything that's going on, you know, there's a lot of like negativity, and to just be able to put that aside for a little bit, Throw on your favorite podcast, whether it's us, whether it's, you know, other producers for other topics. Um, you know, that's I think that's really important for people to be able to get away from the craziness that's going on. Just unwind and just have fun for a couple hours. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just, well, we have a- what we try to provide, I guess. That's that our that's our goal at the end of the day is to make, you know, make some sort of that escape if possible. I'm not going to yeah. be like, yeah, we do it. But like. I try my best. We try our best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had uh, we had a pretty good year. Now, I want to say, you know, we are slowly growing, but we are growing. That graph for our listens and downloads, it is up and to the right, which is fantastic. And that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And that's not, and that's not just you, Max. That's, that's the graph. That's the graph. I know. 38 people <laughs> listen to our podcast more than anybody else, more than any other podcast which is fantastic. One person, I don't know who you are, but whoever you are, thank you. Listen to most of our episodes. 
So yeah. we have so far one amateur hour super fan. And to you, sir or madam, I tip my hat. Thank you for being here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have, yeah, I mean, we've grown pretty consistently. 38% of our fans listen between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And uh, we've released a lot of content. I mean, 46 episodes in a year. That's yeah, pretty we're, good. We're getting closer to that half century mark. So, um, you know, we got to we got to actually we got to actually plan something for when we do that. That's going to be an, an interesting episode. Definitely. <laughs> it's got to well, be a banger. It's got to like our all like all of it has to be a banger. be a banger. But this one's got to yeah. be the 50th. It's got to be a real banger. For, we got to figure that out. I'm telling you, I'm getting that 50 piece chicken nugget. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. You got to come through with that. We got to see it. We got to hear eat it. it. I'm eating it. <laughs> All right. So, well, <laughs> let me tell you, people, thank you again for tuning in today. Thank you again for following us for the year. But today, mm. let's get into the content of this week. Now, we have some hot, spicy, hot, hot, hot tea, drama, gossip, drama, tea. We have We have some juice. We got some juice for everybody today, and that is across the NBA and the NFL. Now, as we start, we're going to talk about the big vid, kind of mucking things up for everybody right now. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about some exits, some returns, and some just straight up literal drama. But as we start, the first topic of the day is going to be about the Rona. So the Rona right now is uh, <laughs> it is sidelined. 40% of the NBA, and it is sidelined multiple NFL teams. So, Shrey, what what's going on with this? Yeah, like, it's gotten so bad that I can, if you look up NBA COVID-19 tracker, like health and protocol, health and safety protocol tracker, there are websites that are tracking every team's players that have been put into health and safety protocols. There was a tweet yesterday by Baxter Holmes. He said... There have been 70 NBA players who have entered health and safety protocols this month, and 50 of them have entered in the past week. So that's from December 12th to December 18th. So the just past that, week? The past week? Yeah. 50 of them. So, oh, my God. And if you think, like, the the COVID protocol, the health and safety protocol, regardless of... I mean, there have been players that have been cleared earlier but like for most of the for most of the nba sphere you're out 10 days so it's like you have a sore ankle or a sore wrist or something like it's a it's become like an injury right even if you've been vaccinated even if you're just a close contact and you have to get those tests and like it takes time right so that being a minimum of 10 days, this is affecting a lot of NBA teams. And it's and it's getting so bad that the NBA PA and the NBA are trying to come to an agreement to require teams to have replacements on their roster already so that they can continue playing games. Because, you know, even those players that they get replacements for, right? They have to come up. They have to go through protocols. They have to make sure, right? Like it's happened to a, a couple players already, where they come in, then they immediately get placed in protocols. So, it, <laughs> Max, it's just—it's it, just been insane. Some more Every famous team, than others. Yeah, yeah, it's just been insane. Every team has 
or most most if not every team has been affected somewhere or another by these protocols. Um, and you're down and bad right now. Names. If you're the if you're the Chicago Bulls, you're down tremendous because your entire roster is on COVID protocol. And then you look superstars: Giannis, Kevin Durant. You like a lot can I, of. Can people. I read you? Can I read you the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, well, we'll talk more about them, but they have ten players. Ten on protocol. Chicago the minimum is, is eight, right? You need so eight you to need play to a game. you need to roster eight to play a game. Yep. And if you can't find the replacements in time, then you're postponed. You're yeah. postponed. Yeah. And that's what so, happened to the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bulls, uh, the Nets have ten. The Celtics have five. Uh, Trey Young just got placed in protocols today. Uh, Cavaliers have uh, their game postponed today. They have seven players on protocols. Oh my God. Uh, the Lakers have four plus Frank Vogel, their coach. Rick Carlisle, <laughs> Rick Carlisle is on protocol for the Pacers. Uh, the Bucks have four, including Giannis and Portis. Anthony Edwards oh, dude, for the Timberwolves. Yeah. Uh, the Knicks have six, including Barrett and Quickly. The Magic have five, including Mo Bamba. They had to postpone a couple. Uh, they had to postpone games today. Uh, the Sixers had to postpone games today, so we're recording this on Sunday. So a lot of teams, I, I think four or five games got postponed just today. So insane, it's, it, insane, and you like Max. If you look at my fantasy waiver wire right now, it's literally out, 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 like I feel like I just stubbed my toe saying that. So. It's like you can't find a, a a decent player, let alone fantasy, let alone to play your game if you're an NBA team right now. You're playing your G it's League bad. roster. So it's, it's bad. Really yeah, it's, it's well no, and, and that's the thing is that it's it's affecting everybody. It's superstars. And we're going back to I mean, you look at like the science, you know, right? And you're looking at what like public health officials are saying. The new Omicron variant is apparently very contagious. And we we don't know what the you know mortality or like severe sickness rate is. Uh, mm-hmm. It's still TBD, but people are dropping like F L I E S flies, and mm. it's crazy to see because you think about where are they going to go from here? Are they going to rebubble? And a lot of people are saying, well, that's not going to be as effective because clear like this variant is spreading at a lightning fast pace, mm-hmm. and going into a bubble. And having to deal with all those protocols is not going to resume games any quicker than they're currently losing them at right now. And the general public gets infected just as fast as these professionals. Right. So you're you're kind of in like a weird, weird situation. I mean, Shrey, would you like what do we oh, do we postpone the season? So th- first, uh, first of all, I don't think they will do that. I think that's why they're trying all of these, you know, multiple postponements at once. Like you've seen the Bulls get like have two two games postponed right direct like uh right right at the same time you've seen uh the sixers have the same like you know what i mean like so right they're gonna try these like multiple postponements simultaneously rather than you know having to do something where they just stop the season because once they stop the season you know i mean people are still gonna get it right it's now it's just like you'll never find a good time. I feel like like until like 
more information comes about the variant and, you know, rates of transmission go down and things of that nature, it might take it might take a while. So I feel like all these sports, the NFL and the NHL is also going through this, um, but they've actually taken a more strict approach and teams like teams like the the Bruins and the Avalanche, they're they're taking off like two weeks at a time. So they're not coming back until after Christmas. With 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 the NBA, I feel like there's a lot of revenue. They want to keep it. They don't want to, you know, lose too many games at once and, you know, have have to actually go back and reschedule everything. So I don't think it's going to it's going to work in that fashion where they're going to be able to postpone the season. I think they really are going to try to make all these, you know, more strict protocols. They're going to try to find more replacements, maybe make rosters bigger. You know what I mean? Like any way they can to continue the season until maybe, you know, the the bigger players can come back cuz that's the issue, right? Is like if you have KD, Trey Young, Giannis, um all you your know, superstars out. All your superstars. Are, yeah. yeah. People aren't going to go to games to watch Jared Vanderbilt and Jay Sean Tate battle it out. Uh, but I would because Jason well, you Tate would. My okay. Team. Well, yeah, you <laughs> would because you know if you're a fan of the NBA, you like these like up and coming stars. Regular people, they're like, who? Yeah. Oh, who? <laughs> yeah. They're not. They're not going to do that. And you no, actually, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I watched the Phoenix Suns play the Hospital Denver Nuggets. Mm. I mean, that's you know, it was fun. I was really hoping to see Jokic. He was like day to day at the time. Didn't get to see him play. And then you think about it, MPJ is out. Jamal Murray is out. Aaron Gordon got ejected. I'm like, wow. I'm watching Bull Bull run up and down the court for <laughs> 25 minutes. And I'm watching JaVale McGee go absolutely bananas. Anyway, it's still fun to watch. But you're not seeing these people who are in the news, in the media all the time. And you got to understand, at the end of the day, it's still a business. They right. got to make sure that they have enough revenue. And so you see like the Toronto Raptors with Canada's policy limiting, you know, seating back to 50%. Mm-hmm. That hurts the stadium. That hurts the organization owners. And that, at the f- end of the day, you know, hurts the whole league when that revenue is not coming in. So, obviously, they yeah. have enough money where it's not, like, going to kill them. But their their goal is to make money, realistically. Yeah. I mean, in the NFL, it's definitely been, I guess, it, it, it it's easier to reschedule. Because your first is, your first thought process is, okay, we they play a game a week. And we have these days open, right? Like Monday, only one game going on. Tuesday, nothing. Wednesday, nothing. Saturday, usually nothing, even though week 15, we've, we were supposed to have two games, correct? So it is. it makes it like, okay, let's postpone it to those days first, and then let's figure it out de- depending on what happens on those days. Like if, you know, we're good to play those games. With the NBA, having it be an 82-game season, it's much more difficult right extending the season is already like is like already like a tougher thing like you're already having you know six months out of the year be for the nba if you have to extend it a couple weeks then that makes the playoffs which is already super long right seven game series multiple of them you got you know four four series of those for each you know round 
it's it's a lot to move so it's difficult you know you're gonna get a lot more back-to-backs and right. that's already something that the nba like we players don't like them. yeah the players them. <laughs> so you know what i mean like it, exactly right like if kd is gonna be out right and then this is a low later on they play a back-to-back What's to say he plays in those games? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's probably going to sit one of those games anyway for rest. So it, it definitely hurts, I feel, the NBA more than the NFL because the NFL has a lot more wiggle room. And if they want to, especially with how the, the Super Bowl is set up, they can, they have, they have kind of built in that extra week. They don't want to use it, obviously. Right. Because they, you know, they like the media and they like, you know what I mean? That kind of hype going into it. But they can, they have, they built it into that schedule. The NBA, like you got a massive amount of time that people are playing games already. It's a lot to ask another couple weeks to be added onto that schedule. Like you're going to be ending in July or something. So, you know what I mean? Like they're going to have to find a way to fit games in. And I don't know if the product is going to be as good in the second half of the season, if this continues. So, no, it's either going to be, they got to find a way to... (laughs) I know there's no way right now to stop the spread, but like they either got to find a way to stop the spread within the leagues, whether it be their protocols got to work better, or, you know what I mean, or it's, they got to find yeah. more players, or it's gonna be Call one of those up, things. Dude. Yeah. Hey, there's there's talent, there's talent in the G League, man. Call them up. Call them up. Call them up. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So in terms of. Uh, two other players i want to talk about one of them is affected by covid another one is not the first one being one of the hottest ticket items in terms of gossip and drama this year mr walking stick kyrie irving uh kyrie called brooklyn's bluff and in terms of bringing people up (laughs) he literally waited a couple months sacrificed a good amount of money until brooklyn was finally desperate enough as an ex-girlfriend to give him a call back and be like baby i need you so Kyrie, a few days ago was slated to come back to the nba and just play the away games outside of new york however two days after his official return he was placed on the covid 19 protocol list <laughs> well done uh it's, he, this, you can't write you can't, you can't script the story you, you can't cannot make this stuff up. If you, ma- no, if you, you made a story, if you made a story on the NBA and this, you know, there is some super bug that, you know, transferred throughout teams and stuff. And you had one guy that said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to be immune to this. I don't want, I don't want to have any sort of immunity to this. And then they go, well, we're not going to play you. And then he says, all right, then don't play me. And then they go, well, we need you now. Say, like, all right, I'll come. But you know, it's got to be under my rules. And then he, <laughs> and then he can't play. <laughs> like that's a script that writes itself. It's like no one could have predicted that type of storyline. Yeah, I, it's absolutely insane. I mean, he doesn't necessarily, as far as we know, have COVID, but he was exposed to the point where. But the thing is, is that right now it's spreading so rapidly, and even the majority of the NBA who has been vaccinated, you're still seeing them either come down with COVID or be placed on the protocols because, and I learned this today, apparently this vaccine is not mucus protective. I, that's not the right term, but like, apparently you can still transmit the disease through your like saliva, your mucus and that bodily Mm -hmm. gunk that comes out of you. So until you have a vaccine 
that can prevent against that, then a lot of it goes out the wash. And I'm not saying that to, to neglect the importance of, you know, our science and our, our treatments and stuff like that. But we are not at the point where we can guarantee that people won't get sick or transmit. Right. Crazy. But it's wild that Kyrie, I mean, the fact that he, they asked him to come back, actually, Shrey, I think is what boggles my mind more. Because they were holding firm for so long, and they were like, you know what, dude? No, you're dumb. We're not accepting you back until you, you know, get the stick and poke. And he just sat there, and he's like, okay. And then the fact that they came back to him and yeah. called him up and were like, okay, okay, okay. Like, talk about a comp, like, the comprom compromisation. Is that the right word? Just talk about compromising your own morals. Yeah. Well, it, it I think originally, right, they had the upper ground, or the upper ground, the higher higher ground. It's all Veronican. <laughs> I have the high ground. <laughs> I was just thinking about that when I was talking, talking <laughs> it through. Um, yeah, they had the higher ground with, okay, A, is, the NBA is on a part-time job, right? So if the rules of the league <laughs> and right. and your city force you to do like basically the, you're mandating you to do something to to play all year round and you don't want to do it well then there's nothing you know that you can do other than sit out like i like as a team i don't know especially like like from a player if i was a player i wouldn't want to see okay oh Kyrie just gets to play these games oh so he gets his check for these games but then you know what i mean like he doesn't have to he he doesn't have to like play those other games outside. I mean, in at home, and he just has to play. He well, gets to do what he wants. You know what I mean? Like he, he gets, gets a that free pass. And then yeah, he gets that free pass. Like, why don't I get to play half my games? You know what I mean? Well, like, straight. I mean, that's exactly. That's like you're going to work, right? And they require you to dress business casual. Kyrie just showed up in ripped jeans and a t-shirt, and they're like, yeah. Kyrie, you can't, you can't come to work like this. He's like, all right, call me when the dress code changes. Yeah, so they send that's a good home. analogy. Yeah, he waits at home for three months. They're like, Kyrie, you can come in with a t-shirt and ripped jeans, mm -hmm. and he's like, okay, because there's a no, fired. because there's a <laughs> massive jean shortage. That's why there's a well, there's a there's a massive uh, yeah. Well, I don't know a, why they would. There's call a it. massive khaki shortage, so he's there's like a massive khaki shortage. So they're like, quick, quick, we'll take jeans, anything, <laughs> we'll take. Like, ripped we jeans. have to change the company policy because we need yeah workers. Yep, everybody's yeah. laundry is piling up. You know, you can't keep wearing the same pair of khakis every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right, exactly. Like they're calling him back and they're like, Kyrie, please. I miss you. I miss you, baby. <laughs> Come back. They're so they're so desperate. Like you you you've seen some of these. Brooklyn Steve Nash is about to like start. He's about to come out of retirement. He's about to like <laughs> step back onto the court. He's like, all right. His back is just aching thinking about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like some of these lineups that the the Nets were putting out. Like right, they had. I had never heard of these names until they got put in lineups. Like Kessler Edwards, yeah. Daron Sharp, um, uh, David Duke Jr. Um, yeah, like I I didn't know any of these people. Like Patty Mills is playing like forty minutes a game. Like, yeah, well, it it's getting insane. He's a bucket. I maintain. I mean, it's a bucket. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. But he's better suited off the bench. He plays twenty five to thirty minutes, and he gives you instant offense. Right? Like, right? Instant. You've heard of instant oatmeal. Now get ready for instant <laughs> offense. 
<laughs> so to have him start 39 minutes and to have, you know, Kessler Edwards come in and have to start 39 minutes out of necessity. Kessler, I need the goddamn ball. <laughs> to have him start 39 minutes. Like for any player, first of all, that's a lot of minutes. For a guy that just got called up for all these, you know, G League players and, you know, free agents that, you know, are waiting for a job. It's a lot of minutes to play in your first NBA action, you know, in a long time or if ever and have to right. play well. And, you know, it count to that team's win loss record at the end of the day, too. Right. Like, it's not just like, oh, they play these games and it's a scrimmage. Like, these are games that are decided by players that have maybe touched an NBA court for the first time. And it's one out of 82 in the schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy, right? Like the NBA games mean more. And now you don't know what you're going to get from these players, the product. Yeah, these players get a chance. And that's a that's good for the, the, the players that are getting being replacements, right? Like they get a chance somehow to play in the game that they love at the highest level to show what they got. Maybe, you know, a- after this has died down, they get an opportunity on the actual 15 man roster, 17 man roster, right? Like, because they showed that, that spark, that effort while everyone was out and they won maybe a couple games with them on the roster. I think that would be, I, I think that's great. I think that's a great way to help showcase young talent because that's a current problem. Well, not a problem, but like we, we've talked about it before. It's like, how do you showcase more young guys who might have the chops mm-hmm. might have what it takes to get it done. Right? So while you have, the Zion Williamsons who are just getting set back and set back and set back, which I'll talk about in literally like 30 <laughs> seconds because uh, my victory tour is is still alive and well. It's continuing. But how do you get these guys who you may never have heard of, guys who are tearing up the G League, how do you give them a chance to shine, right? right. Because some of them deserve for sure mm-hmm. to play on an NBA level. Like, the, like, like look at this. Remember a couple of years ago, Andre Ingram? And he had played in the G League for 10 years before being able to get into an NBA game. Like, that's insane, first of all. 10 years in the G League to be able to touch the NBA court for the first time is, like, so much more patience than I could ever have. But, you know, as a silver lining to this time, right, like, you know, hopefully these players are staying safe that are in health and safety protocols. Hopefully they're able to, you know, produce those negative tests. They've gotten vaccinated, and it's just a matter of a waiting game. But in the meantime, if the NBA wants to continue a product, like you're you're going to have to speed up these G League like processes, right? Like the the Boston Celtics theory of just you know stash and then play them overseas or play them, you know, Terrible. for two or three years in the trades. Uh, listen, I got a great prospect. He's a five nine guard. He's really scrappy. He's not good on defense or offense, but he's five nine and he's scrappy. So I think we should draft them. <laughs> like, That's isn't the it Celtics ca- for the past four years? Isn't it kind of sad that the only time we get Aaron Neesmith on the court is when everyone is out? Like it's, he can't it's, touch it's during hospital hours. Yeah, he can't touch an NBA court without five people being out, and then he has to get put into the starting lineup because we don't have anyone else. Well, Shrey, because you would take the ball out of Jason Tatum's hands if you played anybody else. Mm. So why would you do that, Shrey? Also, I hate, hate, hate watching the NBC, NBC sports versions of the of the Boston games now because oh, I cannot stand. <laughs> I can't stand Scal. <laughs> he is the biggest Tatum, pardon my French, D rider 
that mm-hmm. I have ever seen in my life. And I'm yeah, like, Scout. I'm sick of him. I liked him his first year. I liked then, him his first year. You know what I mean? Like it felt like he was a little more even and felt like, like it was fresh. Yeah. He was giving these takes like from from the perspective of a former player, which yeah. I, I like. That's why I love listening to like, you know, Reggie Miller uh, commentate. That's why I love listening to like Chris Weber commentate. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys who played in the league who understand, you know, Jeff Van Gundy, who just like likes to go about go at everything NBA like he doesn't care. Like he's kind of feels like, you know, what I mean, the commentating version of of Charles Barkley, like Jeff Van Gundy will just say whatever and whenever, whatever he wants right. compared to like Mike Breen, who has, who like will always take the, Mike, and they make jokes about it now. They, they always Mike talk Breen's about like, got the, his suit is tighter than a straight jacket. That man <laughs> says like three things, one of them being bang. And that's it. And He's like, Oh good. That was good. Oh, that was bad. It's, bang! Funny. it's funny because I think, I think like the ESPN crews that are not Mike Breen, uh, not with Mike Breen, they've taken notice. And I remember seeing one, I think it was like Doris Burke and Ryan Ruka or something. And they were like, I think Ryan Ruka was like, Oh yeah, we, we haven't had, we haven't had to say anything about the rest today. And he's like, you know, and then he like, he goes, he goes like, yeah, like our, like our friend, Mike Breen. And I was like, I was like, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like everyone knows that Mike Breen is going to, go with the ref and every time and defend right? the ref and defend yeah, the refs right so it, you guys fun. have no idea how hard their job is <laughs> <laughs> you know what straight we should do i think a great idea for another gauntlet is uh-huh. the announcer the nba announcer gauntlet oh yeah announcers in general like i would do an announcer gauntlet for sport like uh nfl nba i think would be our two yeah. okay that's Those on the are, schedule that- get ready for next year folks yeah, we're doing announcer gauntlets. Well, okay, Shrey, another person. Yeah, I yeah, announcing is what it is. You know, everybody has like different takes. One more person though, I want to go back to um, just the being out and whatnot. One person that's been out that is not affected by COVID, who has suffered another tremendous setback for reasons unknown, is my boy, my love, Mia Moore, <laughs> Zion Williamson. Uh, Another four to six weeks, this man will be out. Whoever because... Williams is, uh, his son's not doing so well. <laughs> Somebody help Williams' son. <laughs> yeah, but so Zion is out another four to six weeks because of uh, he can't, his his bone is not healing in his toe or in his foot. And they had to give him an injection, which I guess if you get an injection, you can't practice. But on top of that, we have an alleged report that Zion was sleeping in practice, skipped rehab, and just not paying attention during team events. Now that is mind-boggling to me because we talk about these guys who are skipping out, you know, like the Ben Simmons and the Kyries who are skipping out for their personal reasons. But you are more than capable, and you are on, and you are rostered, and you are getting paid to do a job. And you're getting paid to get better to do your job. And you're not taking it seriously? If that's real, Shrey, wow. Wow. It's, yeah, it's insane that these reports have been coming out just because it, it talks to the... It speaks to the fact of how engaged is Zion with the Pelicans? You know, because we, we've talked about it on the podcast before, Max. And you've mentioned it in that there's been rumors of Zion wanting out, right? Like his family members 
have told David Griffin and the Pelicans that he doesn't want to play for them anymore. And, or in a sense that like, you know, they're monitoring the situation that, you know, if something doesn't happen quickly, they might want Zion out. Now it's coming to, okay, is he engaged? Is he not engaged for what reason? Is it just his mentality? Is it, I'm not able to, you know, focus when I'm not playing, right? Like the rehab process is too long and I don't want to be a part of it. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, I just can't be patient enough. Or is it for a more methodical reason? And is it, no, nah, I don't really want to play this re- season because I don't like the team direction and I don't really want to play here anymore. And The guy, which Shrey, yes, that is, yeah. that is very legit. And that probably is what his, his thought process is right now. But that blows my mind because this man has played across three seasons, 85 games. You've played just over one full season worth of games in three years. I mean, that that's one unacceptable but two i guess you can argue that oh he's injured so but but for you it's unacceptable if the fact remains that you're trying to demand like something else you haven't even proven to anybody that you can do the job that you were hired for do it on mm-hmm. the team and under the circumstances that you were given and you see superstars time and time again make it work for their rookie contract then you can go somewhere else but right. never during that first 4 years are you complaining and are you talking about and are you so egotistical that you believe that you deserve an opportunity even when you've completely failed your first one it's yeah like you you hit you pin then uh, pin the tail on the donkey tail on the donkey i do my best it's uh, <laughs> and i mean and speaking of like it's like he's not i don't know man <laughs> like uh, like it, it, it's it's insane i want to I see about... zion stands come to defend him right now zion stands are in shambles zion stands are literally like digging their own graves right now they're building their own coffins because how do you defend this if this is true if this is true or even if fractions and like pieces of this are true how do you defend that yeah well it's speaking it speaks to the fact of look how his rehab started right like if, let's put into comparison his rehab versus clay thompson's rehab right if i look at someone like clay thompson who had his uh what did he have in, did he have the acl first or the achilles first but he had one acl of them first. first he, he had the acl, ACL during the 2019 championship run yep. in game six versus toronto yeah uh he tore it. No, no, he tore it in five. G- game five. You're right. Yeah. He tore it in game five. He yeah. tore it in game five. So you had that. And then he rehabs. He gets to a point where okay, I'm like, I'm. Well, he was ready to, to go within a year. And yeah, that's, that's a big injury. It's a big injury. It's a 10 month to 12 month injury, definitely. Even with all the science that's, you know, gone on the timeline, still, you still need to rehab. Even if you're able to play the rehab and getting back into game shape, that takes a while too, right? So. Then he got injured again, right? Now he's out two years. But if you look at his timeline, it's almost in line with how those injuries would have panned out with the rehab it done properly, right? Like he's now able to get back into five on five at this time, two years later. And now they're thinking about a return, you know, in January, which, yeah, yeah. they thought, okay, Christmas, yeah, the timeline, but 
to even be back at this time, that means everything you must be doing everything well. He must be working hard and 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 literally working because it is work. I mean, think about that. You have mm-hmm. to completely rebuild the muscles, the structure, the movement, the programming within your body and your legs because that an injury like that where like you just can't use your leg anymore. I mean, that wreaks havoc on not mm-hmm. only the physical body but your mental state as well. So for Clay to put in the work in that off season, in that injury like time off and come back as fast as possible in the most healthy way. I mean, like what happened to his, you know, Achilles is like devastating, you know, like he was ready to go and then boom, taken away from him. And like in a moment's notice in practice too. Yeah. But for him to, again, not let that, like some people honestly stray with back-to-back injuries like that. Some people, especially if you've won chips like clay has be like, I'm done. Like I can't play at this level. Da, 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 da. Like that's it. But for clay to be like, I still love this game. I still have years in me and to come back. Yeah. I respect that a lot. Now you look at Zion. Zion had, he was out his original injury. Why he was out was a, was a knee issue, which was like undisclosed. There was a lot of, there's a lot of dark smoke and there's a lot of fog surrounding like what was really going on with Zion. And we never really had clear answers about what his actual diagnosis was, what his like recovery path looked like. And that's not just with this new like foot injury, this is back from when he was held out years ago with, quote unquote, like a knee issue, a knee yeah. bruise. So let's talk about his timelines, right? So he tore his right meniscus in October of 2019 during training camp. That's when he appeared in only 24 games. Then last year, he fractured his left index finger and he missed the last final last. He missed the final six games of the season and New Orleans missed the playoffs, right? He, they missed a play in tournament. Now you look at this year, he... The report of him fracturing his right foot was on September 7th, 2021. I'm reading from Yahoo Sports, right? At the time, after they had uh, repaired the foot and after he had, you know, suffered the setback, they suffered. So he suffered the, the fractured right foot. David Griffin, the GM of the Pelicans, said his timeline should get him back on court for the first in time for the regular season. So that was his exact quote. So in September, they thought, okay, end of October, he should be ready to go. He should be on the court. Right. But look how many things have gone wrong and what some of the things that have been alleged of him and what you can actually see, factually see about him that have gone wrong, right? He gains 300, he's, uh, he, and he gains 300 pounds. He is 300 pounds. <laughs> it looks like 300 pounds. He's, that he gained, but he, he's north of 600 pounds. <laughs> But, but he's gained he's gained like an enormous amount of weight like 60 at least 60 pounds right? an enormous probably... amount of weight in a time where experts and analysts in the media was saying hey in order to have a long you know a long career in the nba you need to do the opposite of gaining weight you need to lose it and this is yeah. based off of off comments of people who again have played at that level in that league and this is coming from Shaq, who we've drawn the comparison before and we've noted how it's not really a comparison. Shaq mm-hmm. was that same weight at seven one. Yeah. yeah, it's not this. It's not the same. You're six six. You're an inch taller than I am, and you're and, you're eighty pounds heavier. And think about it with Shaq too. He didn't have a smooth sailing career after he gained weight too, right? Like he had his. Right. He was able. He was able to handle that weight being at his height, but the 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 longevity 
right? He was he started to suffer problems throughout the season, and later on in his Lakers tenure was when he also started to get lazy with his rehab, and he had a lot of injury issues, and that's when they shipped him off, right? So, like, yeah, he was dominant, and he was he was he was the most dominant player of By that far. era for because that span. He, yeah, where he could just push anybody around and he used his weight effectively, but then there was too much of a good thing. Right, but then there's there's always going to be that concern of, okay, how long will this last? That right. same weight on Zion, who's what, like 6'7", is just, it's it's so much stress on all the joints. And you, you, said, you said this, Max, with like Kenny Smith talked about this one day when they showed Zion warming up at whatever weight he was at the time, and he said... You don't play to get into basketball shape. You get into basketball shape to play, right? Yes. Like you do that's, all that's the work. That's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, you do all the work first, and that allows you to play the game at the highest level. Yeah, you don't. You don't say, "Oh, okay, you know what? Like, I'm just going to be playing basketball. I'll figure it out That'll midseason." Be my cardio. Yeah, the, the whole getting into midseason form, it just it just never happens that way. You have to try to be in midseason form. If you're playing at that high of a level, you have to try to be in midseason form before the season even starts. A month before the season. Yeah. yeah. So to see reports that he's been lazy, not coming into film room, sleeping in film room, skipping rehab sessions. Like, wow. Like, wow. And that's that's why the very little amount of respect that I had for him before, I you, you <laughs> just threw it down the you threw it down the drain. And you know, at first my issue was more with like the media and around how they're hyping this kid up and they haven't even seen what he's doing. But yeah. now if this is the character, I mean, it was a big hit for me when he was like, I'm not happy in New Orleans. Again, after hardly playing. Yeah. That's and crazy. also like New Orleans was trying to like rebuild what they had, you know, bringing in Lonzo, bringing in Brandon Ingram, mm -hmm. you know, now they have Valanchunas as their center. Huge move, I think, because he's balling out. He's one of the best three-point shooting centers in the league right now. You know, for, for you to be like, I'm not happy, that was a big hit for me. And then this, for you to just be skipping bare minimum work. I mean, you go back to looking at the G League, and there is guys who would kill, kill mm. to have the same opportunity that you do right now. And for you to just sit there because you've been hyped up, you've been compared to LeBron James because everybody's always looking for the next great thing, for the next LeBron, and for your ego to get so big that you feel like you can skip rehab? Wow. I just can't I can't agree with that, and I can't respect that if that's what your personality is becoming based off of whatever factors it may be. Yeah, he can't, you know what I mean? He can't just focus on the talent. Right. Like, I think that's kind of in his mindset that he you're right. He's been hyped up since middle school, basically. And he has that he he's talented. Like we saw it in his limited, you know, in I don't know how he played like 60 something games last season. And although at the time we were like, you know what, Brendan Ingram deserves the all star spot. I even mentioned that, you know, he's got great vision as you know, he's got improved vision as a power forward. His ability to be athletic and, you know, be first to the ball on rebounds and, you know, get into the paint at will is was just a shock, right? Like, but we also had concerns of how long will this last? How long can he play this way being at, you know, this weight? And you could tell then even at like 250, 260, 270, that it was a little too much. Like 
he can still do all those things at maybe like 230, right? 240. And 10 pounds makes a lot of difference. Now when you're going the other way and you're gaining 60, 70 pounds, like there's just... It's it's almost you got to take a season off at this point to get back. It's like any any and I think that's what's going to happen. He's not going to play a single game this season, and I don't know how many games left he has in a Pelicans uniform. Like, that's insane to, that to me, though. That's insane to me. I mean, these are the people who drafted you. Like, and, and, and what and what does that say? Like, now you're just invalidating first round picks. If you let him go somewhere else, now you're telling everybody else who comes up in the draft, oh, if you get drafted by a bad team, which typically that's you know that's how the draft lottery works. The, yeah. the worst teams in the league get to draft you. Yeah. If you get drafted by a bad team, you just sit out and, and and say that you're not happy, and then you can go play somewhere else, dude. Put him on the geriatric Lakers. I don't care what team you send him to. If he really has this kind of an attitude, I don't know many people who would want to play with him. Mm. Really, because yeah. because now wherever he goes, he's a temporary piece. If he couldn't even give it a hundred, if he couldn't even give it ninety percent of his effort for his rookie season, what makes you think he's going to be a contributing factor to any other team, to any other like mentality? And, and for me, you know, you got to understand that it's not just the physical game; it's about that locker room chemistry. It's about the mental side of the sport. And now to have this, to me, that's a big that's a big hindrance to whatever yeah. your team's goal is. Whether you're the Kings and you're trying to scrape something together to make the playoffs, or you're the Golden State Warriors and you're trying to go after another chip, it's just it, not good to have. It hurts both sides. Like we talked with Ben Simmons, it hurt Ben Simmons to hold out, and it hurt the team to hold out. Right now, we can see that the team needs Ben Simmons, like Tyrese Maxey, as you know. Being a good point guard, he is. But I don't think he's a starting caliber point guard right now. That You called that, too. You yeah. Trey, pat yourself on the back because you were like, I wouldn't take Tyrese Max as my starting point guard. It's just not enough. It's just not enough. And he's a good he's a good kid. I like his game. He's quick. He's But the shooting isn't there, and he's just not able to be that kind of general. And you can see defensively, the Sixers are just not great this year. So... They need Ben Simmons, so it hurts the team that he's not on the on the floor. It's hurting Simmons's value that he decided to go this route, right? Now with Zion, it's going to hurt the Pelicans that a he's not on the court, and whatever value that can, they can scrape up, it definitely won't be what it would be if he was playing and healthy, right? So yep. they're like he, they're not going to get anything close to a uh for number one overall pick like you know what they might be they might be getting a lottery pick yeah but they had to use the number one overall pick on this kid and that that's and a lot it. of you burned yeah, it you did so as until then, see I, that's not that's i mean i feel bad for the pelicans sure yeah. because that's not their fault no the no. guy was hyped to high heaven and they're like great <laughs> we won the draft lottery we can get him and then he's like <laughs> and you know what dude i would just stay in new orleans for the food I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here next year, folks. <laughs> well, I, I just, I don't know how much more we can say about it at this point. I mean, I would love to see some confirmation on those, on those rumors being true about sleeping yeah. and about skipping rehab. But I want to flip it to something that's positive right now. And I want to flip it to a player who we've talked about before, a player who has, 
in many's opinion, has been slept on, and in some's opinion, has, you know, been washed, deservingly so. But Isaiah Thomas, formerly a Boston Celtic, formerly a Denver Nugget, formerly on the Pelicans, formerly on the Rockets. Um, actually, I don't know if he was ever on the Rockets. Is now currently revived as a Los Angeles Laker, continuing mm-hmm. the trend of their geriatric roster. Oh, I'm kidding. It <laughs> was in the G League, dropped a lot of points, and then was brought up to the actual Lakers roster. Whether that's out of desperation or whether that's out of a genuine desire to have him play on the team, I'm not sure. But he's back, and a lot of people are really happy about it. Shrey, how do you feel? I mean, I've talked about Isaiah Thomas before and how I feel like the social media within everyone likes when he's up and doesn't care when, when he's down. Yeah, it doesn't care when he when he gets, you know, that 10 day contract goes away and you know he doesn't get that opportunity immediately. You you don't get that same level of support. And from what I've seen of IT, he's genuinely taken this current surge of support to heart. And I've seen tweets of his that, you know, he, you know, he's thankful for all the support that he's, you know, been given over the past couple of weeks. But I feel like we just get into rounds about this, right? Like the man should deserve a spot like i see some of these bench players and isaiah thomas is one of those like bucket getters and even if he's only playing 15 20 minutes which i feel like is around the world he should be playing on an nba team as of right now but he should be getting 15 20 minutes on a team Mm. so i don't like you know what i mean like obviously you're not picking him up for defensive mentality you're picking him up because you're either like lacking that bench support you need some sort of scoring you need a veteran like he's that guy right so yes he deserves a team this is definitely out of necessity i feel because you know the lakers have gone through their host of covid injuries and regular injuries right like taylor horton tucker is out and malik monk was out for a couple games and you know Westbrook was put in protocol, but then, you know, came back. LeBron's been in and out of the lineup. AD is not out now out with a MCL yeah. injury. So that, which that, that stinks. I mean, that's, we, we talked so many times about how injuries stink, but that stinks. Yeah. And for me, it's kind of par for the course for Anthony Davis in terms of his career. Like he had, he is when a hundred percent healthy, yeah, a top five player in this league. When a hundred percent healthy and what? and yeah, in you this league top five. If you look top, at Anthony Davis, if you look at Anthony Davis at his peak, right, like in New top Orleans, five. healthy, he's up there. Yeah, I, I no, like top that's 10. not top ten. I don't know. Like, no, 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 I, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying top ten, not top five. I think that's be your like six. Yeah, okay, so but, but my my case proven is that he's in that range, right? Like you're not putting him any lower than that. Like Out of the top he, ten, yeah. When but I'm saying when he's strictly when he's a hundred percent healthy, but like how how many of those long stretches have we ever had from Anthony Davis? So it's it's gotten to a point where you're like, okay, you're kind of just biding your time with his great performances until he gets hurt, which is really sad because the guy is a great player. He should be if he emphasized like he's not having a great year, but he's a great player. So it sucks that the Lakers, you know, now have to go through another month or two without Anthony Davis. 
So to have Isaiah Thomas on the team, to have some sort of scoring in the meantime, is definitely useful. I don't know how long it'll last. You know, the COVID protocol is 10 days. Sometimes you go, these players go through a game or two and rehab in the G League and then come back. Right. But I don't know if it'll stay. Serge Ibaka just called. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, my fuzzy. (laughs) Stop it, OG. (laughs) OG. Who's the guy? He asked him about his, his phallic member. There was what? a reporter that did that. Yeah, somebody asked Serge Ibaka about his. Um, yes, no, uh, I will pull it up. I will pull it up. Pull and it I will up. Share it. Yeah. So that's okay. That's crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. But um, uh, ladies, I'm sorry. I'll now, be wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, my mind has gone into places that I didn't think we'd be in. Oh, um, does Shreyas have another crush? No, no, no. Dejounte Murray's on the line, babe. Dejounte Murray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um. <laughs> okay. 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 Focus. Focus. The Lakers definitely brought back Isaiah Thomas out of necessity. I don't like the surge of support, especially when he's playing well. It's great. Like you, you want him, you want him to be supported. I feel like though he's one of these players that will come in and out, and then that support will just kind of waver as he goes up, and then as he goes down, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't really right, right. It doesn't really show, right? So I'm hopeful, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't know in how many, um in the Lakers offense in general, how much time he would get. And, you know, specifically considering that they have like the Malik monks for instant offense and they have the defense and Jalen Horton Tucker, when he comes back, I don't know if he's a great fit there, but there is a, there is a team out there that should take him. Like if it was like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Isaiah Thomas too. Oh, 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 I don't know why I thought you were talking. Yeah, no, Isaiah. Okay. So you think that he's still, playing at an NBA level for like a 20 for minute sure. a game for sure score. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As long as, I mean, as long as people are completely honest with his role and because you're you, not putting him in, you're not putting him in crunch time. Yeah. Uh, you're not, yeah. You're, I'm not putting I, him in no, lineups. I'm not putting him in crunch time lineups. When I'm not, I'm not straight yeah. because you, when defense is on the line, when you need yeah. to like, you could, you could try to go to glass cannon strategy. If you miss the shots, then it's, you're, you're just, you're going to start sliding. Right. right. And if you're if you're at a nature in your team where you're having to start Isaiah Thomas, I feel like that's not where you need to start. Like I feel like wow, you wow. need to have that, that that crunch time lineup already. Some or even if it's like a young guy that you feel like will have more of a of a presence in those last five minutes of games. But Isaiah Thomas should be on an NBA roster. He, it's just about fit, right? Like I think he's been on teams that he hasn't really fit. Like the Pelicans didn't have a direction. They definitely used him when they had some injury concerns and then they kind of you know, let him go right after his 10 day, the nuggets. I don't like, he didn't get enough time. Like, you know what I mean? They had Jamal Murray and then Monty Morris is already their backup point guard. And then, you know, if he's the third guy and then, you know, there's someone else on the, the free agent, you know what I mean? In the G league that you'd rather pick up or, like I feel like that Isaiah Thomas is one of those guys that that you have to consider uh, for one of those younger players, but he'll find a fit 
I think it's just about timing and what he can do with the opportunity he gets. Like if he's doing what he did in the Lakers last night, uh, and, you know, scoring 19 points in, in a unlimited minutes. Right. People will look at that, right? Like he'll find spots somewhere and one of them, one of them will have to stick somewhere. So, you know, I'm hopeful for the guy he's been, he's been through some, some crappy situations and, you know, Boston is one of them that they did not treat him well on the way out. But I think, I think, Oh, you're injured. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, Oh, and uh, we won't tell you what injury like it's, it's not severe. It'll be fine. (laughs) It's just there. Yeah. Yeah. We really, we really, uh, we really dropped the ball on it, but he'll find, he'll find a place. And I'm, I'm hopeful about that. Well, that's good. I mean, that's good. They, you know, positive vibes, people. Positivity going. Going so, into New Year. Going into the New Year. So let's talk about one thing. Uh, so we're going to turn into E! News briefly. Uh, and that is because we have some real legitimate, <laughs> hot, hot, spicy, off-the-press drama I'm talking about. I'm talking about former um, NBA champion of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Tristan Thompson, former lover of multiple times. Of He's now NBA. He's now NBA royalty too. Tristan Thompson. What do you mean? He's on the Kings. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Former Boston Celtic Tristan Thompson. Now current Sacramento ugh, NBA. Ro- no, I can't even can't even say that. You can't even say the team name. <laughs> now current Sacramento King. Uh. Uh, so Tristan has been involved um, with a little bit of. Um, some spice in the fact that he, while dating Khloe Kardashian, uh, who he shares a child with, had an affair with not a personal trainer, apparently, but who was thought to be his personal trainer. It had an affair multiple times. Uh, and now she is given birth to another one of his children. However, she will not be involved with Tristan whatsoever and will not accept any money from him, nor did she claim mm. to have asked. Now, there's two different versions of everything that happened, and I will describe the, the tabloid version first. The tabloid version is that Tristan Thompson had an affair with his former personal trainer, um, I think named Houston or in Houston, something to do with the name Houston, um, had an affair with her. Then she got pregnant. He went up to her and he was like, um, I'm retiring after this year, which dropped a bomb. He said, Take this $75,000. Don't sue me. Just take the money and go. He's like, that's more than you'll ever get for, you know, any kind of like child support lawsuit or settlement. He's like, just take that and go. Uh, She came out and said, uh, first of all, I'm not a personal trainer. Second of all, we had kind of a relationship because you asked me out to your birthday in 2020 and in 2021. You like you invited me up to Boston. She's like, mm. I went with you a bunch of different places. We would text, we would call, we like had a relationship. She also said that she didn't know that he was in another relationship, which not sure how that's possible. Uh, <laughs> because he was <laughs> very publicly when the when the paparazzi are outside every restaurant trying to take a picture of him. Of him and Khloe Kardashian, who is one of the, you know, most famous people or a member of one of the most famous families on God's green earth uh, at this time. Somehow she said that she didn't know that they were in a relationship and that she would have never had relations with Thompson had she known. Now, 
it's a big mess. Apparently, she's not a personal trainer, you know, at all. Uh, she just does like sports modeling. Um, but the fact still remains is that this is a messy situation. Tristan is in some hot water. Mm-hmm. Where does he go from here? Uh, not sure. She said that she will not be accepting any money from Tristan. She also said that she never asked for any money. And the tabloid said that she was suing him for child support payments, which the tabloids didn't even know the baby had been born. The baby was born on December 1st, so a little late. And um, she came out and said, she's like, I was never suing him. This this fake case is dropped. Uh, and she's like, I'm just trying to like raise my kid. She's like, I understand what the situation is. I'm just trying to raise my kid somewhere mm. else, like away from all this, like privately. She's like, I understand the challenges of being a single mother, but I'm going to do it all myself. She's like, you know, Tristan can, you know, thanks. No, thanks. Um, however, there are screenshots of things that Tristan did send to her and he did try to offer her 75 K, which in my opinion is a little insulting because the dude made $9 million last year and he's offering a literal chump change <laughs> for a kid. Uh, I don't know if he spent it all on a new wraith or something, but yeah, not great. Yeah. I saw a tweet max and, uh, I apologize for not knowing who who tweeted it, but I think it was one of these like it was it, it was more of a, a related tweet that I got, and it was along the lines of someone quote tweeted this this article about Tristan Thompson and and asked like when was the last time a Tristan Thompson story was basketball related, <laughs> and it's like a good question. What is the last time we got a Tristan Thompson story that was actually about the play on the court? And it has to have been the like 2018, right? Like when he was on Cleveland and he was playing in championship. Like even then, like him and Chloe were going through like like separation, and you know he was in like he had brought Chloe down to Ohio, and then Chloe left because they got into like you know some stuff, and then you know he's going around like they haven't technically broken up, and he's like been seen with like jordan woods and you know some you know different different women around the influencers field and stuff yeah and like we haven't really heard (laughs) that's how crazy it is like he's like if you think about the basketball's dead point like it's not going so great for daddy uh for uh tristan thompson anyway but to add now his personal life stuff be all in like blown out there in the in the in the tabloids the, and, yeah and the social media and people you know talk more about that like it's not it's never a great day to be tristan thompson nowadays so like that's that's the hard truth like it's like you definitely if you're waking up tristan thompson you're like dang what did not i do to get to here <laughs> what did i do to get well, what here? did you do to get here i mean you're dating a kardashian so she's already in the public light okay first of all first of all mm-hmm. I want, there's a couple of takeaways from this one one first of all most important put this one in neon don't cheat okay crazy mm-hmm. crazy concept all right put that one out there don't cheat yeah i'll say it one more time for the people in the back don't cheat okay yeah max <laughs> you tell them hey i love you i love you back there um <laughs> <laughs> that's that's bottom line right not a hard bottom line to hit uh second of all take care of your baby mama mm. or baby mamas like 75k i mean we can just run some quick math 75k out of 9 million is uh not a lot 
It's not a lot. So in, in think about a child, a child in the United States on average costs $1 million over the course of zero to 18 to raise. So 75K, kind of laughable because uh, he's your kid today and he's your kid tomorrow and he's your kid in 18 years. So um, yep. third of all, Tristan Thompson is looking like Paul George a little bit when Paul George said, uh, my goal is to win one here. I never want to leave Indy and then left. And then he said, I'm here to stay. We can bring this thing home in OKC. And then he left. And then Paul George said, this is where my heart is. I want to retire a Clipper. And that's what Tristan Thompson did when he kept going back to uh, Chloe. He's like, hey, we can make this work. And then proceeds to leave. It's just it's just not a good. Just don't do that, dude. Don't do that. Not great. Not great. Not a great yeah. look for him. And also, you can, I can wake up and be like, I'm not Tristan Thompson. So that's good for me. And so, so for everybody else <laughs> listening, no matter how bad your life is, at least you're not Tristan Thompson. At least you don't have a million dollars, right? <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah, I guess he gets paid to, you know, have people talk shit about him. I don't know. It's <laughs> technically yeah, he's not, he's not people... doing much. He's not doing much on the basketball court. Nope. Nope. If, if much of anything. Insert insert Draymond Green. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Yeah. So kind of a mess. Yeah. He, yeah. You want to, I just, yeah. And also the fact that he dropped that he's going to retire. Cool. So is, that, also, is that true? Like, is that, is that a rumor or he? No, I think that's what he sent to his baby. Mama. Oh, so that was in the text. That was in the text that. That that she leaked or somebody leaked. Yeah. Okay. Seems kind of weird because he's still somehow getting money out here. Um, but if that's true, like, sure. I mean, like, I don't know how many teams would remiss not having like not having them on his on their team. You know what I mean? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. It's just just a big, (laughs) just a big mess. So that is our. Spicing, piping hot tea. I mean, just dude, get get it together, man. Get a grip. Mo money, like mo literally, problem. literally the get money. He has so much money and not enough reality in his life. Somebody. I mean, a lot of reality. A lot of reality. If you think, if you if you count the stars. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, as we are about to sign off for the last time in 2021, we want to thank you again for being a part of this fantastic journey. If you have made it to the end, thank you very much. If you like our stuff on social media, thank you. If you listen to one episode or you listen to 20, thank you. It really means a lot, and we're really glad that people are enjoying our show and that it's 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 everybody's show. It's some sports. It's some drama. It's some stories so we're all amateurs out here we're all amateurs out here nobody out here is playing professional sports so Mm -mm. thank you again for being a part of this we're looking to make it even better even better with more content more episodes more stuff more social media engagement and hopefully more listens so yeah in 2022 we're looking to just make everything better and we couldn't do it without you guys so Shrey. Thank you as well for being the Max, host. Max, thank you, with man. The most. You, you're, you, we couldn't do it without you. Oh, 
Well, we couldn't do it without either of us, and then it just wouldn't be a show. I but. mean, we could. I mean, I mean, we could, but it wouldn't. Be, you'd take amateur. I'd take hour. <laughs> hey, this is Shreyas with hour. 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 Then we could do it. Could that could be like a dating advice show? Oh, mine would just be amateur. We gotta. We gotta bring back uh, the the dating the dating segments. We. Um, you know, it's true. they're a, per- they're a personal favorite, of, personal favorite of mine. I think that's gonna, mine as well. Yeah, we should try to get Tristan on the show. <laughs> Tristan, you, don't you know, do that. You know how Jada Pinkett Smith has red table talk, and they just like oh. have very uncomfortable moments on that show. Very uh, like, what is she doing to Will Smith, man? <laughs> what do they do to each other? Like that. That Ugh. started out like like if you looked like a couple of years ago, like four like. Maybe mid mid two thousands Will Smith, like that was like the power couple, and now it just that looks w- like yeah. now now all their personal business. Like every time you see a Jada Pickett Smith uh, quote, it's about like how she felt like Will Smith wasn't doing enough for her, and then Will Smith is like, "Yeah, I never, you know, there's times in my relationship that I didn't care either." And I'm like, why is uh, why is all this on the why do we care again? So it became like power couple to like, can you please stop talking? Both of you I, power couple to an absolute mess. Like that thing <laughs> fell apart quick. And now everybody's like, I do not want any part of that. Yeah. And that's why that's why uh, you don't always, you know, glorify the celebrity. Right. Like it's it's cool to like crazy yeah celebrities have their own vices too man yeah it's cool to like you know like hey they're a cool person i like their work and everything but a lot of these people like they go super hard fanboy like you know do or die for them with these people and then they get shattered when something crazy happens about like well because people idolize a normal person and, and you put them up on this pedestal and you, you treat celebrity like this almost like divine thing. Mm, yeah. And you're like, wow, what these look at this. And that's why people are so obsessed with the social media and, and what, what celebrities are doing on the surface. Meanwhile, like you, you just take that all away and they're just people who are, you know, working jobs, trying to have families, trying to have relationships. Right. And you know, it's gotta be a little hard to have everything that you do put in the spotlight. Like I, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of stuff that like, I don't want people all up like in my business, like looking at like what I cook, what I look, nope. you know, what I'm looking like that day. You know, you, you go out looking rough to the grocery store in the tabloids and they'll, they'll make up some story about how you're on drugs again. I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to another <laughs> You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never, ever, ever played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas, and we will see you next year. Peace.